welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm here with my friend Teresa. I'm also Panda. Hi, Tease. Hi, Pam. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm a-okay. I got my little kitty sitting in front of me on my desk being a good girl where she better stay. Wow. And um, I'm excited to work from home tomorrow. And um, that's what's up with me. What about you, Bass? Do not step on my laptop or I will attack you. (laughs) I'm... Doing pretty good. Tease, have you been watching, consuming anything lately? Yes. So, Pand, um, went to the movies last week, and do you want to take a gander, a guess, at uh, what I saw? Alabaster, get away. You know, I don't know that I could ever predict the answer to this question, so I'm just going to let you tell me. Um, I went to go see Minions 2. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. Have you seen Minions 1? Of course. And I've seen Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Does this surprise you? Interesting. A little bit. (laughs) Um, How was Minions 2? So, for reference, I saw saw Despicable Me 1 and maybe I haven't seen Despicable Me 3. But I have seen Despicable Me 1 and 2. And I saw the first one in theaters and I saw Minions 2 in theaters. So I'm not like a huge, like, true Minion head. I'm not a a part of the Gru crew, so to say. But I've done my time. I have done my time. And you know what? This is what I uh, have to say. Minions 2? Kind of good. Tease, are you for real? Panda, it was genuinely funny. (laughs) Okay, that's really interesting. I, okay, so I actually consider myself a fan of uh, Despicable Me 1. I hate Despicable Me 2 for many reasons. I won't won't get into. Uh, I like, I like Minions, the first one. Okay. With an asterisk. I only really Same. like the moments of the movie that Scarlet Overdrive is in. I believe her name is Scarlet Overcoat. I don't remember. It's been uh, I several actually years. rewatched it in preparation. Oh, it is Overkill. We were both Overkill. Wrong. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. I actually rewatched it in preparation for Minions 2. Voice by legend of stage and screen. It's Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. I knew it was Sandra something. Yeah. Voice by legend of stage and screen, Sandra Bullock. I don't know if she's ever been on a stage. It's fine. She has egotted in our mind. (laughs) She really has. And she's incredible in that movie. And uh, also the scenes with her in it and the scene where the minions are hitchhiking to the villain convention with a villain family yes oh that that scene is excellent it, 10 out of 10 so ha- minions 2 i was not i was not super hyped about this one but <laughs> but you had a good time so um i first want to preface this that i got brunch with friend of the show audrey first oh boy beforehand. and after drink number two i looked at them and was like this is going to be exactly like when we saw a portrait of a lady on fire <laughs> <laughs> because when we went to go see portrait of a lady on fire we got drunk and then we ended up seeing it and then it was a q a with the director 
Oh my god. But this time there was no Q&A with the director. We just went to the Kips Bay AMC. But um, to that, Audrey responded, this will be nothing like when we saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire. <laughs> so some highlights from this movie. One, the Minions, I think, confirmed that Minions can be trans. I believe Stuart has T-boy swag and is also the first official trans deadbeat dad because at one point he does lay an egg and a chick comes out of it and then bob and kevin take care of it and stewart does not so i'm convinced that stewart is trans and a deadbeat dad there's also a moment where i personally lost my shit because a minion choir sang at a funeral and performed you can't always get what you want (laughs) which made me and audrey personally lose our minds at a funeral at a funeral yes nobody yeah so there's in fact a funeral in minions 2 who dies in minions 2 don't worry about it watch the movie and you'll find out Gru is in it for like 20 minutes and isn't the movie called the rise of Gru? well yeah because it explains how Gru becomes the biggest baddie it's like his but he's only in it for 20 minutes i'm gonna say maybe like 30 but clearly this is a minions situation i will say um and i mean as sequels go was it great no was it kind of funny yeah surprisingly but it also may have been the two drinks talking So um, that's my review on Minions 2. I also started reading a book about caves and how we as human beings interact with the ground in caves. But um, that's not nearly as important as Minions 2 as far as I'm concerned. So what about you? What's new with you? What have you been watching? What have you been consuming? What have you been eating? Uh, Okay. Well, eating, I had some French fries earlier. Yummy. Watching, I... I have been watching the Hulu show The Bear. Uh, What is that? Because I keep seeing ads for it. It is about a uh, a guy who was like studying to be like uh or he like went to school for and was employed as like a fine dining chef. He was like like food and wines like best chef of the year or some shit or something like he won like some big award and like so he's like this like big shot like kid like i i would say i say kid he like got the award when he was like 21 so i don't know exactly how old he's supposed to be in the show Mm -hmm. but like he's that was not very long before this happened uh so he's like an up-and-coming young dining young fine dining chef and uh his brother dies and his brother owned a uh, chicago roast beef sandwich shop and he leaves it to our main character and so like he quit basically quits his job at like the fine dining restaurant to come run the roast beef sandwich shop that kind of rules it's like really it's really fun honestly like it's it's really good uh it's got a really good mix of like drama and comedy and i'm i'm just really enjoying it honestly watch 
Yeah. yeah. I I also uh I've been reading uh some of the beginning of uh Battle Angel Alita for uh one of my other podcasts. I'm excited uh to to do that. I I've read volumes one through three of Battle Angel Alita before and mm-hmm. for the podcast I'm gonna read one through four. So nice. Nice. Excited to do that, and I will probably rewatch the the Alita movie because I kind of liked that when it came I, out. Yeah, I know you kind of had a soft spot for it. Yeah, it was it was not bad. It could be worse. Yeah, definitely. And also, something that brought me a lot of joy and happiness was I managed to while uh, my friends Lily and Andy were visiting us. I got them to watch the first two episodes of Succession. Yes. How is Lily not like a Succession head? I know that Lily's gonna probably watch more Succession, but uh, I was we we needed something to watch, and I I was like, Kiss hey, why, why don't I put on the first episode of Succession? So we watched two episodes, nice. and I'm hoping that Lily watches more. I feel like Lily would love just the messiness of it. Right? Lily is also a highbrow bitch who loves yes. miserable little mans. So, yeah. I think- another, another one of my friends started watching Succession and I'm just I'm just living and thriving. I'm using Gotta get this the Kendall Roy fan cam collection. <laughs> this to sate me until uh, the new season starts. I didn't intentionally watch multiple Kendall Roy fan cams in a row earlier today. It was Kendall Roy was trending on Twitter and I wanted to see what the people were saying. So I ended up looking at a bunch of tweets and several of them were Kendall Roy fan cams. Sorry, but I'm truly a Tom girl through and through. No, I'm not even a Kendall I'm not even a Ken girl. I just like, I saw them and I wanted to know what the song was. So I, think, I watched several of them. I think out of the two of us, I'm more of the Kendall girl than you are. <laughs> I am 110% a Tom girl. Like. I know you're a Tom girl. I'm out of everybody. I'm technically a cousin Greg girl, but <laughs> out of like the special boys club, I think it's actually Kendall. And then yeah. Tom's a close side. The People's Princess. What would we do without him? He really is the People's Princess. Tom Wamsgam. The way we've all baby girlified him. It's really true. And I, the fact of the matter is also that uh, in getting Lily to watch episodes one and two, I did get Gwen to watch episodes one and two. So yes. Gwen, watch out. I'm going to put on episode three one day and it's going to be over. So here at the Fresh Podcast Market, I believe we are a real podcast about fake podcasts. We sure are. And I'm so excited for your fake podcast idea. Thank you. So, Pand, I'm going to ask you about a few TV shows and tell me if you remember them or not. Okay. So do you remember the show Who Wants to Be a Superhero? No. Do you remember King of the Nerds? I never watched it, but I remember that it existed. Mm-hmm. And if pressed, I could maybe come up with what I thought the show was about. Fair. Um, what about The Tester? I have no idea what that is. I've never cool. heard that. Before. Or Heroes of Cosplay. That one I have a bit of a better grasp on, but 
I still have not watched it. Okay. So I think I want there to be a podcast where maybe it's like a rewatch pod mm-hmm. and then like each season's a different series or something like that. But I think I want a show about the way we lab subject nerd culture in reality television situations. <laughs> I feel like is there's no show that's like world's biggest sports fan, the TV show reality series, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of our reality shows are heavily based around like people with like incredible talents. So like that's your chops, your mm. American idols, your America's got talents here, whatever. Yeah. And there's like game shows and shit like that. There's slapstick shows. So that's like America's home funniest videos, but then it's also something like fear factor or the Wipeout or shit like that. And then there's mm-hmm. like, like people like who are ultra rich or just like it's a daily show to show life but a lot of none of these shows i feel like the certain type of reality show that exists for all of these shows that i named are not only is it supposed to be celebrating geek culture but in a way it's kind of like pointing and laughing at them yeah king of the nerds like purposely puts you into experiences to have like a pissing contest and so does who wants to be a superhero and stuff like that and I never watched the tester or heroes of cosplay, but it's pretty much the same idea. I feel like I, I think there's a lot to look at from a sociological standpoint of how we kind of treat nerd culture and stuff like that. Like, sorry, I'm giving past some catnip. So she comes. I wouldn't be surprised within like the next five years Disney comes out with a TV show that's like world's biggest Star Wars fan, the reality show. Yeah, no, absolutely. I actually, I think that you're really onto something here. And I feel like this idea could be expanded beyond even just these reality shows. There was a really interesting use of nerd as an aesthetic. Yeah. Like in the like 2010s. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you could really hit on a bunch of other stuff, like not just like those shows, but also like stuff like the Big Bang Theory. And yes, like yes. I was also thinking the, about that as well. And the popularization uh, of like the big, like thick rim glasses and like mustaches in like fashion culture. A like young adult book about like a nerd girl i mean probably like a nerd romance thing i mean like almost definitely like had to have been there there was so much that was like trying to cash in on like the burgeoning nerd subculture and like trying to monetize the that sort of stuff like Yeah, and I I think it is really interesting. I'm sure that someone has studied it, but I think that, like, doing a deep dive into the various ways in which companies tried to commodify nerd culture and the ways that they have succeeded in commodifying Mm -hmm. nerd culture, Mm -hmm. uh, I think would be would be really fascinating like you know you have like in the early 2010s hot topic tried to do a bunch of that stuff now box lunch which is of course owned by the same company as hot topic has basically become like hot topic for adult nerds yeah yeah i think also like this just might be me but i'm also fascinated by how we've 
began this culture of like like you were saying like adult nerd accessories like oh yeah with something like for instance i've always appreciated how japan has done a really nice job of towing a fine line between making official merchandise that is referential versus outright being like this is my naruto shirt (laughs) and i think what we have currently now in the states specifically are like lounge fly backpacks yeah <laughs> and catch me dead with a lounge fly backpack ever <laughs> and like that's not to say like they're not cute and i'm not gonna like be mean to people who have them i think they are really cute i think they're a little small personally but like the way that we interact with pop culture and fandom culture and into the extent that nerd culture has has kind of morphed into this very bizarre thing and I guess what I wanted to say in what the point of this podcast would be would be kind of just looking at how we in pop culture view what we think nerds are yeah and the way that that has changed yeah because like when you look at like for example prior to the 2010s I think your big cultural touchstone for like what is or is not a nerd would be mm-hmm. something like, you know, the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Exactly. And those nerds one. look so different from mm-hmm. what you would consider like your typical nerd in 2022. Yeah. And I think to be readily more, it's so much easier to be readily more of a nerd as well. Like I know. Oh, definitely. I- nerd stuff is way more mainstream now. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or if I just talked about this in everyday life. That, like, what it was like to be an anime fan in 2009 versus what it's like to be an anime yeah. fan. Yeah. Same idea. I think that could be, like, a bonus episode or something like that. Like, Oh, for sure. Well, yeah, like, anime is, like, a huge part. It has been a huge part of nerd culture since, like, the 80s, even. Well, Pant, do, do you have a name for this podcast? I think we've been going on for a while by now. Um, I'm going to call this podcast Nerd Alert! Nerd Alert! That's pretty good. <laughs> I had a name for it, but I wrote it on a post-it, and that post-it is somewhere in my in my clothes. I don't know where I put it. Another, like, tangential thing that this topic made me think of is how Etsy used to have a category for geekery. Are you serious? Yeah, there used to be a category for like, if you were looking for fandom stuff, you could narrow your search by like, there there was a category you could put your, your Etsy wares in called geekery. Wow, that's wild. But now like everything on Etsy is geekery. geekery. Yeah, yeah. So that's my idea. Let me see if I could think something other than nerd alert. I believe in you. I'm so mad. I had such a good idea. It's okay. You've had a long day. Thank you. But yeah, that, that's my idea. And now do you see why I was so excited about yeah! that? Yeah. Thank you. I like would genuinely do this. Yeah. Like, I think it'd be really fun. I don't think it'd be something that would be able to like come out every week, especially if you were to watch like these long form TV shows. Yeah. But um, I think it would be really fascinating. And you know, even like there's those commercials that are like the nerds commercials what is it for it's for like an insurance company or like a tech company or something like that like even geek squad you could use as an example how geek squad has become almost like a positive thing because they could fix it like yeah be a geek you're smart you can fix this thing for me yeah paying i mean in general the perception the like broader public perception of geeks and nerds has 
risen astronomically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I personally would love to go back in time and see everybody's I Heart Nerds t-shirts that they bought from Delia's in 2007. And the hearts had glasses. Of course they did. Or they had buck teeth and a band-aid. Or both. Or both. Maybe all three. All three. I I love this. Uh, I love Thank this you. idea. I hope someone makes this podcast I, someday. Genuinely, if somebody was, I please please link me. <laughs> I would I would love nothing more. Well, Tease, since we have totally just knocked this idea out of the park, I Is think it time? it's time to go to the good vibe zone. Tease. Have you brought anything to the Good Vibe Zone today? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go see two concerts this weekend. Yeah, who are you seeing? On Friday, I'm seeing Hopalong, which I have nice. seen two times already, and then I'm also gonna see them next week as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go visit Chip, and we're gonna go see them. Fun! Out. Yeah, so this is going to be my... I almost went to their Brooklyn show as well this week, but I said, that would be cringe. You can't see Hopalong three times in one tour. So I'm seeing them tomorrow, and then I'm going to see them next week. And then I'm seeing the Black Keys and Band of Horses on Saturday. Wow! I was like, I'm going to have my own little Life is Liz moment. That sounds <laughs> like, like a fun show. Yeah. Um, they're, like, going to be at a really big, like, outdoor stadium thing. Ooh. So we're probably, it's going to be me, my mom, and my so we're gonna probably like tell <laughs> that's really hilarious fans. yeah well my mom is a really big um black keys fan that's really funny i would not yeah. have guessed that about neen oh my mom and i like my mom and i both really got into black keys together and we're also both into we both got into alabama shakes together as well too nice so those two bands are like bands that i have wanted to like see with her so Aww. to see blackies with her is like really exciting and i kind of looked at her when tickets got announced i was like do you want to go see blackies together and she's like really and i was like oh, of course. so that's adorable looking forward to this for a while and yeah oh, i have other concerts planned don't get me wrong <laughs> so fucking many literally i found out boris is playing the day before my birthday and i was like I can't do this. I can't subject my friends to go see Boris with me. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Gwen music, honestly. Okay. Uh, experimental Japanese drone metal, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Gwen music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gwen editing this, writing this down. Uh, Gwen, I think Gwen knows who Boris is. I think oh, yeah, probably. about it before. But yeah. So what about you? What, what do you bring to the Good Vibe Zone? I rewatched black swan on monday oh 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 it was so tasty tease i was like not expecting it to hold up as well as it oh, did i watched it like last year it's still oh it slapped so hard i had such a good time i was watching it with a friend who had not seen it before and so over discord and so that was just mwah. it was oh so good natalie portman mila kunis like, uh, everyone in that movie is so fucking good. And, like, I don't even care that it's, like, 
30% plagiarized from Perfect Blue or whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, it's so good. And do you have Perfect Blue opinions, though? I do like Perfect Blue. I think Perfect Blue is a great movie. I think that, you know, like, if I think that if uh, Darren Aronofsky is going to steal from anybody, like, Satoshi Kon is like the, like, one to the do primo it. guy, you know? Uh, I think it, like, I'm going to be honest, I think it sucks. And I think that, like, it sucks that Darren Aronofsky got away with it for a long time because mm-hmm. there was this uh, long-standing idea in the popular culture that like he had bought the rights to Perfect yeah. Blue and so he was able to do that but it turns out that like that wasn't even true like even Cohen thought that Aronofsky had bought the rights but apparently the deal like fell through or whatever so he he didn't so he literally just stole and you know what like I think it sucks but also like I don't think that anyone is watching Darren Aronofsky movies and like intentionally avoiding Satoshi Kon as a result so yeah you know whatever Inception uh yeah uh Christopher Nolan Paprika Paprika. same shit yeah yeah like I think if anything people are probably going to end up searching out these like Satoshi Kon movies because of the reputation that mm-hmm. yeah. they've gotten, you know, I, I think that it's wrong to, to plagiarize, but like, whatever. I think Black Swan's a great movie. I think mm-hmm. Natalie Portman absolutely earned the hell out of that Oscar. I am just as enthralled by her now as I was when I saw this movie in theaters as, yeah. as a young gay and so it was just it was a great time it gave me very good vibes yeah do we is there such thing as the evil zone uh we can introduce the evil zone right now can i announce an evil zone (laughs) sure i'll see if i can get gwen to like reverse the good vibes zone (laughs) make a like minor key version of the good vibes zone (laughs) reverse the music and add like a thunder crack or a witch crack (laughs) what do you have to bring to the evil zone (laughs) so i'm my job is 20 blocks away from Penn Station. Uh-huh. So I walk from work at the end of the day back to Penn Station. And it's like about a mile. It's a, it's a nice walk. So I've been doing it for about a week. And um, after I hit the one month point, my body had the gall to fucking give me a blister on my heel. Oh my the God. size of a silver do- coin, like a silver coin dollar, dollar coin. And then, and then if that wasn't bad enough, there is a smaller blister underneath that big blister call out post for tisa's feet what the fuck that's my evil i think that's a good place to end the show today thank you thank you welcome to the evil zone (laughs) thank you we're just gonna clip that out and that's gonna be the music listeners if you would like to follow us on twitter because we this show is not dead against uh all popular belief and definitely uh not i am not uh refuting a thing that was said to me in my real life this show is not dead uh you can find us at fresh pod market and if we've you'd like just been tired to, yeah we've just been tired the the past few years have been hard for everybody yeah. if you would like follow me on twitter you can do that at mpandanata tease where can people find you online oh you know 
know where to find me. I have been on the same handle for like the past 10 years. You could find me at Vicuna. That is V-I-C-U-N-A-T. Um, what else do I usually do? you have anything say? else to plug today? No, I, I'm not at any more podcasts. I don't write for any websites right now. I guess you can follow my funny little Neopets Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Count Von Roo, baby, which is also technically my Tumblr, but I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> And if you would like to support this show, we have a Kofi. That's ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market. And if you would like to get in contact with us, you can do that at our email address, which is fresh podcast market at gmail.com. Yeah. Our theme music was done by my wife. Your wife at Gwendolyn Maria on Twitter or you could find their music at hopefully not bad lib on soundcloud.com thanks for joining me at the fresh podcast market Teresa Panda thanks for joining me at the fresh podcast market everybody it's time to give your cat some catnip on a paper plate so she can get a little silly have a good one bye Yeah, baby. That was pretty good. Thanks.